Welcome back to Die Sexy, the podcast that talks about all there is to achieve ultimate health and vitality. Your hosts, longevity specialist Adrian Smith and coach Kayla Senko, will bring you an integrated approach to the human body. All right, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Die Sexy podcast. We are doing a video today, so hopefully it works. If not, we will try again next week. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about um, dieting or a diet specifically for the individual because it's going to be different for everybody. So, yeah, so um, I'm not doing this just because it's like the new year, right? I think that these are questions that people have all the time, but right now is for some reason in America, when we all decide to um, look at diets that we want to do. So how do you know what diet is best for you? There's four points that I wanted to, to bring out um, to kind of help you pick which one. Typically, when we think about that, we hear somebody say, oh, what diet is best for you? We're thinking, is it going to be a keto diet? Is yeah. it going to be a, a, what, middle Mediterranean diet, something like yeah. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not even going to go that deep in this this episode, okay? What we're going to talk about in this episode is just things to look for to know if a diet is going to be good for you, all right? So the first thing is your personal goals. Are your personal goals with this diet plan a quick fix? Is it like a, okay, let's get in here and let's lose some weight really fast, look good for a short period of time, and then reverse everything we just did, right? right. Or are you looking to really get to some personal issues in yourself, like to figure out why are you storing fat that you shouldn't be storing anyway? Um, is there more to it than just cutting calories or changing your foods up, right? And if it is about the health side of it, you know, making sure that you're getting with the right kind of coach at that point, mm -hmm. right? Making sure you're picking that person that's going to be able to take you down deeper levels that you're looking to get down. Um, so understand which one it is. Are you looking for a quick fix? Or are you looking to really fix yourself? Right. Okay. The second thing would be flexibility. All right. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, a lot of people assume that when you're doing a diet plan, like you're not allowed to leave your house, <laughs> you you have to all of a sudden pre-order meals from some company. Um, no, right? Like cooking at home is great. It's fantastic. I have clients that don't even know what a kitchen is, I don't think. Right. Um, and so what we do is we find the restaurants that are better choices and that they can order in, that they, if they're working, they can have a sent to them. Um, you know, just ordering it in Uber Eats, I guess you can say. Um also, if you are a very social person, meaning you I have a lot of people that travel for their job or have to entertain for lunch meetings and things like that for their companies. Yeah. Learning how to adjust that mm -hmm. if you come from a large family. Yep. OK, that's something else because you have your your weekly food food times. You know, we have dinner at my family's on Saturdays or Sundays or right. My grandmother cooks for us, mm -hmm. you know, and so teaching them how to pick and choose or replace food, yeah. right? Yeah. How do you set that up? If I do have someone that travels a lot, right? How do you get that person used to pre-planning? And what happens if they can't plan because they're not staying in a place that has a refrigerator? You know, if your job sets you up for 
your meeting, for instance, if you're going out of town, they, they're only going to give you a hotel room and you're lucky if you get a good one sometimes. Right. Um, so how do you teach that person? How do you coach that person to eat in circumstances? And I think it's interesting when I see people online that are supposed to be coaches trying to tell somebody how to eat when they travel or how to eat when they have children or how to eat when, you know, they, um, go out to eat or whatever, when that person doesn't do that. Yeah. You kind of have to go through the experience yourself. I feel like to understand how, how to, you know, stay on top of your food choices and you got and it. things like that. So you yeah. got it. So, you know, I've had a lot of young guys come to me that have no idea how to cook. And what's cute is mm -hmm. they actually learn how to cook before the girls. Really? Before women okay. know how to learn how to cook I, or, or cook. I end up having my young guys that actually take the time to learn how to cook. And it, yeah. it's the cutest thing ever because I get pictures of like burnt food sometimes. <laughs> They're like, coach, I'm trying. I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. But to be able to get on the phone with them. Yeah. To be able to get on the phone with them and say, all right, here's what we're going to do. This is, here's how to use a slow cooker, whatever. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's kind of cool because I travel a lot for my job. Yeah. I travel a lot overseas even. Um, I travel locally. I get on planes in one afternoon, come back. I have gone through the whole children, mm -hmm. right? Their school schedules, their pickup schedules. Oh, God forbid they're sick. And now they have a doctor's appointment. They have, um, after school activities. So now you're not just cooking for them, but you have to cook for yourself. And that's another aspect of it is women who are dieting. Mm -hmm. Ew, I hate to use that word. Women that are changing their lifestyle and making different food choices who still have to cook for their family that doesn't want to. Right. Yeah. So if you've never done that, you don't know how to do that. It's you, a hard shift. You can't, it's, it's hard to coach somebody to say, you know, it's easy if you are a one man team and all you're doing is taking care of yourself. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. you have the, the luxury of not having a work schedule and you don't have this, you don't, and, and you can do what you're supposed to, then yes, there should be zero reason for you to fail on any plan that you get. Yeah. Right. So knowing how to coach you through the flexibility of your food plan. The other thing is how quickly do you alter someone's diet plan? Okay. If someone comes to me and they're a total junkaholic, only eat fast food, only eat out, have no idea about nothing. There is no way that me changing their entire plan to fit them, even if they come to me with a health concern, I still have to make micro changes. Yeah. Right. Because not only am I working with their gut bacteria and that has to adapt, I'm working with their brain, their neurotransmitters that has to adapt. I've got to get them on a schedule that has to adapt. Their taste buds have to adapt. Mm -hmm. The convenience of it has to adapt. That's yeah. a lot. It is. And I don't think um, a lot of nutritional companies or whatever, I don't think that they look that deep into it. I mean, no, so, not especially the, the gut. That's interesting. You have to slowly adjust the gut. Yeah. I mean, that's why people get either constipated or they get the runs um, when they first start a diet plan and it's, it's altering that gut. And biome. then, you know, what I hear is, that, oh, you know, I just can't eat those. It's my, I can't, you know, my body doesn't like it or I, I'm somewhat allergic to it or I have something with it. And, and that could be true, but unless you're testing, you're guessing. Yeah. 
and That's how true. many mm -hmm. people are actually getting the testing that they should mm -hmm. in order to even lose in 12 weeks. How much better, if you're looking for a quick fix, right? How much quicker and healthier could that possibly be for you if you're actually getting tests done prior to? Right. <gasps> Right. Wow, the concept. What kind there. of what kind of testing would you have to get? Oh man, my favorite is a stool sample and a DNA test. Okay. Those are my two favorite. Sure, you can get blood work. That's going to give you some decent markers, but there are lots of things you're not going to find a gut dysbiosis in a blood sample, especially if you're not looking for it. If you go in for regular panels, and there's a lot of people that now this blood work thing is becoming very popular, mm -hmm. but it's crazy to me how many people don't even know what that means. No, you yeah. know, you're getting the regular panels that your doctor is always giving you. Well, guess what? You're missing out on a whole lot. Right. right. Um, and then, too, it's like. Does the person who's actually asking you to get the blood test done know how to read them? Just because they're looking at the same things that your doctors are and they're looking at the same thing that you are and saying, oh, this marker's high and this marker's high, this marker's low. That that doesn't mean that person knows what they're doing with that, because you have to look at multiple markers. Right. In order up with to like look a, at the big picture. Yeah. And mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't understand what that means. And so you spend this money with this person, coach, whatever, to get blood work done and they don't even know how to read it, but they're pretending like they know how to read it. Right. 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 Um, so blood work is good. Yes. It's, it's good to have. If somebody's had it done within the six months, I'll just use what they have because it's also only going on what's there for 24 hours anyway. Okay. It's only looking at what's happening right then and there. Um, the DNA, guess what? That is who you are. Yeah. That's it who doesn't you change. Are. doesn't change. You just need to do, do it once and then you're done, right? Yeah. Do it once and you're done. And then there is a big difference between what I do or what you're looking for in a nutrition plan, for instance, um, to lose weight, to exercise better, to get in shape is different than like a 23andMe or an Ancestry. Like, I was so going to say, there are different types of DNA testing, right? There are different types of DNA testing. So knowing which ones to get to fit those. Um, and I'm actually, there's one company that I really like right now, but there's a couple that I'm looking at to, to get even deeper into, into what I'm doing. So I am the guinea pig. Um, so I think I've had four DNA tests done in like the last year. Okay. And actually, let's be honest, the last two months. <laughs> One of them was a complete waste, okay. a complete waste, $500. They looked at three markers just because they wanted to sell me supplements. The funny thing is my three markers that they were looking for are fine. And so they didn't get to sell me anything. So even though I paid this amount, uh, absurd amount of money for this test for three markers, literally, I never got an email. I never was hooked up with a doctor. I was never like, so all the services that you were supposed to get with this test, I didn't get them because they couldn't sell me anything. Huh. Yeah. And it was in, it was what I would consider an expense. I mean, it was a $600 test yeah. and they didn't die. It was worthless. What, what um, DNA testing would you recommend? Right now? I like the three by four genetics, three by four but genetics. that's not, don't I mean, if you want to start there, if you're working with somebody or you want a general idea, that's, it's a great one to start with, but I, I haven't quite been sold on which one, um, as of right now, I am kind of connected with three by four. Okay. And I like them because anybody can order it. You can, and, and it does give you a very 32 pages of pretty much an easy way of looking at your body. As far as, like I just said, the fitness markers, we'll call it fitness markers. But I think there's ways to get a little deeper because, you know, you want to look at, for me, or you're looking at hormonal things, you're looking at your susceptibility to exercise, your susceptibility to putting muscle mass on and, 
and uh, storing body fat, your, your susceptibility to be an insulin resistant. Those things are on there, but I want to look deeper. I want to look at other things outside of methylization and things like that. I want to look at your body's ability to detoxify, you know, estrogens, your body's ability to produce, you know, a good amount of, of testosterone, male or female. I'm looking at neurotransmitter stuff. So I want to see how your brain is talking to its gut. Um, I'm looking at certain bacterial things that, you know, you could be mm -hmm. prone to. So, yeah, I really get a little bit deeper. So I'm looking for that test that is not super expensive, but is a little bit more detailed than the three by four. Mm-hmm but more detailed than the 10x which i didn't like okay. um okay and then um so the the next thing is like we're we're breaking into now which is the underlying conditions if you are looking to do you i'm sorry regardless as if you're looking to do a quick fix 12 six week something that someone's right. gonna say they give you <laughs> and hope it works but if or if you're looking for something deeper to say okay I might have some health concerns with the fact that I am so overweight because I really don't think I eat bad. I don't think any, you know, if you're on medications, things like that. So if you're, if you're either way you're doing this, you should understand that there could be underlying conditions that you should be looking at or consider when getting on a diet plan. Why? If someone has a dyspoesis of a gut, for instance, we're just using this as an example. And you keep your calories too low or do too much time-restricted feeding, you can cause that bacteria to overgrow even more so, and it will literally eat you. Okay, so if you take something like an H. pylori overgrowth, if you don't feed that H. pylori, which loves sugar, by the way, or if you're not dealing with it, and you're cutting your calories down, that H. pylori can and has, you can look this up if you want to, it will eat a hole in your gut lining. And then you end up with sepsis because your species is now in your body. Mm. It's happened to someone I knew um, that I know. It's also been something that's kind of becoming more prevalent with the GLP-1 usage, okay? Remember, and when we talked about that, go back into it real quick. Little snipses on that is if you're going to get on a GLP-1, you need to have certain tests done before you get on it. Again, why can you not lose the weight? There's something more going on than just slowing your metabolism. I wonder if that's why, like, your digestion, the, you know, they're not cracking down on that because it's like, oh, well. Yeah, because it's Some things are going to yeah. happen and they're going to need you again. And. You know, but again, it goes back cycle. to using it. Mm -hmm. Who's the user? Mm -hmm. What's happening? You know, I mean, but these are things to look at. And like I said, it's you you have to understand the underlying conditions of, of what's going on with you because there's a reason that you're not able to lose that weight. Right. Okay. And if you think that these cookie cutter type diets are going to work for everybody, there's a reason that the diet industry, the obesity rate keeps getting higher, but yet and still weight loss and getting in shape is a billion dollar industry because, and here's the other thing, stop jumping from one person to another because it's probably not their fault. If you keep jumping from one trainer to another trainer, to another coach, to another coach, to another coach, either they're really not taking the time to assess what's going on with you, 
or it's you. Yeah. Okay. Food is an emotional crutch to a lot of people. If you're not even dealing with that aspect of it, mm-hmm. there's no coaching on this planet that's going to help you. And if you're getting with a coach that's drilling it in your head because they need their quick before and afters and they need their name stamped on your ass saying trained by so-and-so and all they're doing is starving you to death. First, they feed you because they have nowhere to cut you. And then they start cutting you and 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 then feed you and then cut you and then feed you. Dude, stop. Right. Yeah. There's something going on. And then what happens now you end up with issues with food. So you come, you, you come out worse in the yeah. long run. Yeah. And sometimes you go into a diet plan and everything's fine. And that person cuts you so much and drills it in your head that you, because if you don't, they're going to blast you on social media as the person that's not, you know, you're, they're going to shame you. Yeah. Right. Like how, how sad is that to be shamed? Like to be afraid yeah. of being shamed because you're not following a plan. Right. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that's the typical and I'm not even saying it's happening, but probably does. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I mean, I'm a competitor. I, I'm a competitor. And I will tell you that I have seen more PTSD sub or pre post contest and hard dieting than pretty much any other. There's no difference between that. And let's say a professional You're talking like in the bodybuilding industry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe it. I'm in sure the- there's so much body dysmorphia within the bodybuilding industry. That's why they're up there. We'll talk about that at a different time. Okay. We can get into the emotional side of that if you guys want to. But again, this is um, die sexy. So it's, it's a, for me, it would be getting in there, but we're talking about picking a diet for you. So pick a diet that could possibly be looking at your underlining issues, or you're always going to be dieting and getting nowhere. So strongly recommend getting certain testing done. I do. Prior to any type of diet. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Okay. Um, the last one would be benefits and risks. You have to understand that with any possible diet plan that you're going to do, especially if you're using an app or if you're using someone that's just a cookie cutter, if you're using someone that's not testing, or if you're just kind of trying to do this on your own, even understand there could be risks involved. Some of the things I mentioned there, but getting deeper into it would be emotional. You're physically, mentally, you know, are you prepared for this? Right. You know, do you understand what it's going to take to, at sometimes, depending on what's going on with you, you know, if you've got IBD, IBS, you've got Crohn's, you've got colitis, you've got an overgrowth of, you know, even C. diff of some sort, like all these things are good. Well, the C. diff, H. pylori, E. coli, those are in our body. They're there, but it's how big they get. The dysbiosis gets, okay. right? So understanding that imbalance, but what I'm, the point of me saying that with the risk side of it is, you know, are you prepared to make certain changes to really get the benefits of where you want to be. The other thing is a diet plan should set you up for success throughout your life. Yeah. Okay. It shouldn't be a quick fix. It shouldn't be a quick before and after for somebody. It should not be a, a tag in an Instagram. It should not be, um, you know, that shouldn't be the main concern. The main concern should be the overall health and well-being of that client um and then continuously seeing the development of that person over time absolutely um and then real quick quick if we want to get into things like the difference between you know low calorie or caloric deficit or 
caloric counting versus time-restricted feeding. The studies go either way. I'm not going to get into the study part of it right now. I just kind of want to explain the difference of them. There's a way to use time-restricted feeding that naturally benefits us. Okay. Okay. Does that mean that you should starve all day and then have a two-hour window of gorging? No. When you look at it, doing a caloric deficit over a period of time throughout the day is better for you than fasting for so long or like fasting for so long, meaning like 24 hours or something like that. You guys, when you're sleeping, you're automatically fasting. <laughs> you're automatically caloric deficit when you're sleeping. Right. So if you're following your circadian rhythm, which is what I believe in, and you're eating from the moment, from the time you wake up ish to a few hours before bed and you're watching what you're eating. And I would say at that point, it's more the choices and not the calories behind it. Believe it or not, you're pretty okay. Yeah. You're pretty okay. Right. Doing extended fasting, it does not work for as long as you, it, it doesn't work as well and it doesn't work as long as you think it should, meaning you are more than likely going to rebound on that because how you break your fast and when you break your fast is more important than what's happening during the fast itself. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're typically leaner, meaning if you're a female that's around 12% body fat, 10% body fat, if you're a male that's sub 10% body fat, believe it or not, you fast or really cut your caloric calories down, eat two meals that day, crazy what it'll do for you if you get right back on the plan that you've been doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's ways to talk about that. And I think we, you know, if you guys are interested now, in let me know. But um, I, I think that would be something to, to talk about, get into deeper about the difference between time-restricted feeding, fasting, and calorie deficit diets, because there's lots of studies on this. And it's pretty interesting. It's quite the opposite of what we've been hearing for so long. The yeah. health benefits of it. Okay. Yes, there's health benefits of it. Sure. But the health benefits of it work either way. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? It works either way. You can produce. So you don't have to fast and be cranky all day. And like, I feel like that's a big mental drain too, when you're fasting all day long. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It is, especially when and you then have people, kids to attain to. Yeah. And then I feel like people also, they, the next day they just blow it. Like then they just eat whatever they want. They're like, oh, I fasted all day yesterday. So I can eat whatever well, I want. Well, if we talk about that, how many people do that at nighttime when all of a sudden, all of a sudden I have the, you don't understand. I have this nighttime thing. Like I have to eat at nighttime. I have to eat. Well, look at what you've done all day. You mm -hmm. woke up, you had a cup of coffee. You were lucky if you got in a lunch because of your lunch meetings. And if you did, you scarfed down something that was stupid and you barely ate it, which means your digestion is shit. And you, there was no nutrients. It's not nutrient based. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, you're freaking hungry at the end of the night. Right. That's survival, guys. And then you get shit sleep. Right. So. so if you backwards that and actually eat more in the morning, right? Because I think it's funny when people, I don't understand why everyone assumes that this is like a new thing. To wake up and not eat until 11 or 12 a.m. p.m. 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. You, my whole life I've heard about this. Mm -hmm. Everybody wakes up, they grab a cup of coffee, they eat lunch, they go home and they have dinner. Okay? That's what I grew up around. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Now all of a sudden it's time-restricted feeding or fasting for so long. No! We'll look around, guys. In case you haven't noticed, America hasn't got leaner doing that. Nope. 
proof is in the pudding. So if this isn't working and if what you're doing on a daily basis isn't working and you've gone to other coaches and you've done diet plans and you've done food plans and you've done and it's not working, there's two things going on. Either it's you or no one has taught you about you. For me, most of my client experience has been no one took the time to show these people who they are and how they run. Right? Yeah. They yeah. don't know that genetically they're dispositioned to having stored adipose tissue. They don't know their predisposition to having um, insulin resistance. They don't know that exercise doesn't quite work for them and there's other things that they need to do. Right. Okay. Now I can do that if I pinch you, but I work so much with on people online now that I'm learning ways to show you. The other thing is this, I can look at a picture of you and tell you what's going on, but that doesn't help you understand. And a lot of my clients want proof in the pudding. Yeah. And I they want to see things change. Yeah. yeah. And they want to see things change. So if I can show you, here is what's going on inside of your gut. And this is why you can't eat these foods. And this is why you have lower belly fat or belly fat here or fat stored here, fat stored here, or, and this is your DNA and this is why this works this way. So let's fill in the gaps and we're going to use food to do that. Yeah. Painting a clearer picture for them. Absolutely. Which, you know. Absolutely. So I think that's in, in a way. So again, let's go over the four things that are um, to help you decide what diet is best for you. And that's going to be your personal goals, what they are, the flexibility of that plan, making sure that you ha you have addressed any underlying conditions and then understanding the risks and the benefits and the work that goes into the plan. That's pretty much it. I don't think I've ever heard of like a diet plan that would ever mention all four of those things. Well, there flexibility you go. probably, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. And, and what flexibility really means? <laughs> what is flexibility? That does not mean grab a bag of M&Ms on the way out of the store and shove it in your pie hole and say that I ate coach. Nope. That coach, that's all I could get. I'm sorry. It's all I could get. Stop it. All right. <laughs> but a good coach will show you. And they have tricks up their sleeves and they, they can help you work around that. So you're not, so you don't keep failing at, you know, losing the weight or getting in the shape that you want to get into. So yeah. Mm -hmm. 26 years of doing this, you guys, I think I've heard. And I think you've got a good amount of tricks. <laughs> got a lot of tricks. Yeah. And I also know your tricks. Don't lie. Right. To me. <laughs> Stop it. Um, you, can't, you can't lie to Adrian. She'll figure it out. I figure it out. Yeah, my spider senses can go off. I can feel it. Um, well, hopefully that was beneficial for yeah. you guys. Drop in some some messages at the bottom if you guys want more information. And if you're looking for us to work with you, please DM me. Follow me on social media. Um, Kayla as well. And we look forward to talking to you guys next time. All right. Sounds good. Bye.